Hey, beloved. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Singles Today. So this is Reverend Simone Lee, aka Simone the Beloved, your Christian life coach. This is where we get real and just have a coffee shop type of talk about the struggles, the joys, the challenges, and opportunities of discovering this unique season of what it means to be Christian single and what Jesus is inviting you during this season of your life. I'm so glad you're here today because today we're going to dive right in and really start talking about the challenge of finding community and belonging as a Christian single. It is my prayer that we can build a virtual community together where we can support each other, encourage one another, and discover the joys and opportunities of what it means to be a Christian single person, but also share in the ups and downs of being a Christian single during this time of your life. So if you haven't already, please grab a cup of coffee or tea so that you can just snuggle up and join me in this conversation. Like I said earlier today, we're just going to talk about, you know, what are some of the challenges of finding a Christian community as a single person? I don't know about you, but myself, as a single person, when I go to church, it just feels like, do you not want me to be a part of this community? Yeah, so I'm just getting really real here. Just brace yourself. I remember there was a time in my life, during a sabbatical time, between two uh, different church positions, I was just going to a church and just trying to belong and to get plugged in with community and to serve and just get to know people and all that good stuff. And I was trying to find a small group. And essentially, they were telling me, oh yeah, we have a singles group, but the small group was geared towards people that were way younger than me at that time. And then when I brought up that, you know, it really was, uh, I, I would love to close that small group, but I was wondering if there is any other um, small groups that I could go to uh, with people that were more my age. And what happened was I got tossed around quite a bit and eventually I landed in the lap of this supposedly quote-unquote small group. But what essentially was, was this family. It was a family. It was a, it was a family where the parents were around my age and they were welcoming me to go to their small group, which was basically their family gathering. And it was rather awkward. It actually never amounted to anything because they never actually did invite me to their family small group, which was, like I said, basically that couple that was around my age with their kids. And when I was asked again by the pastor and his wife, you know, why are you not plugged into our church? You know, I brought up the fact that, well, I can't really find a place where other people were in the same life stage as me, but not married and with kids because it seemed like their small group were either people below 30 and having fellowship together, or there were people that were my age, but it was geared towards the the married couples. And when I shared my honest struggles of, you know, I am wanting to connect, but I'm just finding a bit of an obstacle with this situation. I think I got questioned about like whether I was starting to, I was trying to start a revolution of some kind because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a pastor. I'm female. Some people have a problem with that, and that they thought I was deliberately trying to be single, and and trying to just cause problem in the church by 
me being single. And I remember standing there and just close to tears and because I was being accused of why I was choosing to be single when I was sharing my heart about I am struggling, I've been praying, this is something that I had been praying for God to satisfy as a desire of mine to be married, to have kids, to be in the same life stage group as many of my peers are. But apparently it wasn't at that time a part of God's plans for me. And I was actually really struggling and that's why I wanted to connect to other people. But instead of being embraced with compassion about a real life struggle in my relationship with God actually of not understanding like God why what what is wrong with me right like is it because I have certain things that you want to fix in me before I'm good enough quote-unquote to be married or uh, what what is the issue like what is my purpose here in being single during this season instead of having being comforted or having given being given wise counsel I was met with kind of hostility and being questioned and being accused and obviously that did not feel good. I mean, I have no bad blood towards that pastor and his wife. I totally believe that um, they said what they said out of what they they believe in their worldview, out of their goodness, of their heart. But it was, it did start sparkling in me. Like, you know, um, how can we be more supportive of one another in the real life struggles that we do have, especially as single people? And that is why I'm here just wanting to share these stories I'm pretty sure my story isn't that horrific I'm sure that there are other people out there that may have experienced you know maybe even some traumatic experience as a single person and being church hurt in that way and the reason why I'm sharing the story today not to bash any of the church communities that I've ever belonged to but on the contrary I just want to be the first one to step out and say like it's okay we can talk about it I want to offer a safe place where we can talk about it. Not, again, not to bash, not to just pick out a scar, but to, but to heal. Because sometimes when we try to just shove un- everything under the rug as if it's not happening, as if uh, we didn't get hurt, then what happens is that uh, we don't actually get to heal. Part of my ministry, uh, what I've been doing as a pastor for the last 10 years is that I do something called spiritual direction or what other people uh, refer to as inner healing. And that is actually uh, bringing us in a closer relationship with God. And in a lot of that relationship, it's realizing that God cares about our pain. God cares about our struggles and our hurts and that it's injustice in his eyes. And then when we're able to see that, when we're able to experience his love in the midst of those hurts, then that's when the healing begins. But when we are trying to just logically and quote unquote by faith, trying to just be a bigger person or to be forgiving without actually addressing the wound, then what happens is that we're not allowing the cross to actually do its do its wonderful work of redeeming, of healing, of rectifying, of reconciliation. And we end up carrying these hurts. And that doesn't make sense at all because think about it. If you were to scrape a knee, you wouldn't just, without clearing the dirt, you know, just slap a band-aid on it and, and, and make it heal, right? Like with all the dirt still in there, what would be because that would just cause an infection and if you don't deal with the infection then it will start to grow and that may actually cause bigger issues in the future likewise when we get hurt 
when we get church hurt, especially when we get hurt by the people that, you know, we body of Christ, the people that we're supposed to belong to, the spiritual family, right? Um, especially if from leadership, people that we look up to, that we are kind of projecting to be someone that can love us or lead us the way that God, we, we envision God to want to love and lead us. When we get hurt that way and we don't deal with it, what actually happens is that it causes bitterness and, divi- and division between our relationship between us and God. It causes distrust and it causes insecurity. We l- talked about it last time in the last episode, like that, you know, if we're not able to have that trust bonding as a child, then what happens is that we don't have a secure attachment growing up and that affects the way we're able to take rest in the future. Likewise, when we're spiritual infants, when we're just part of our church experience, um, going to churches and we get church hurt, especially from our spiritual caretakers, then we project that to the sense of safety that we can have with God. And if we don't deal with that, we don't actually talk about it and we don't have a safe space to say, yeah, I got hurt. Now can you pray with me as a community so that I can experience the miracle of the cross, the healing of the cross, the redemption of the cross, that somehow that God can take what was done to me as evil from the enemy by, by hurting me with these people that I care about, this, fam- this spiritual family, and instead turning it into good. But we need to do this together. We need to pray for one another. We need to support one another. So that is why, whether or not like you've had the most brilliant examples of what it means to be in a church community as a single person, I really want you to share that in the comments below because I think we all need that kind of encouragement. And if you're reading one of those encouraging uh, testimonies of how beautiful a certain person's experience has been with the church as a single person, let us not be filled with envy, but instead rejoice that it is possible in the body of Christ and that God is showing you this testimony to let you know to not to give up, beloved but that there's also a place for you to belong, that this is just a a glimpse of what is prepared in your future also. And if you haven't had the best experience in the church community of finding belonging, finding support, finding community as a single person, then I also want you to share that in the comments below because we need to support one another. We need to pray for one another. I want to pray for your healing. And I encourage you to, as you read the comments of those who've shared before you, to also pray for their healing. That we we can, in this through this podcast, that we can provide a virtual community somehow to support one another in prayer um, and encouragement and to celebrate one another in the bravery. Yeah, that's the word I here in my heart the courage the bravery we have of stepping out again and having that just trusting God enough to just try it again because I know it's hard beloved when you've tried so many times but just felt so broken about like why is it still not working and just takes every ounce of your energy and strength to even just believe once again so I thank you so much thank you so much for believing not in me but in in your relationship with God, that God loves you enough that he's not letting you go, that he will bring you through 
to a place, a family, a spiritual community where you can belong. But we can start that here now. We can start that here in this community. So I thank you for joining me here today. And I just encourage you guys to subscribe and follow so that you can be notified next week when another new episode comes out so that we can continue this conversation again. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying my time to getting to know all of you. So once again, I'm just inviting you guys to get connected with me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube, and just comment or connect with me at Simone the Beloved so that I can get to know more of you and I don't have to feel like I'm just talking to myself every week, right? I would love to hear from you. The vision of this ministry is that I want to provide a sanctuary for us all to just discover what it is to be God's beloved during this this time, such a time as this. And may the love that He fills us with propel a movement of genuine love, biblical love, in the way that we interact with this world, with one another, so that we will be known as the love generation, one where we are truly led by the love of Christ. I pray that you will have a wonderful week and that I'll see you again next week. Take care. Have a great day, beloved.